great big welcome to everybody. This is a monumental episode, 20 episodes. I know that doesn't sound like a lot to you, the listener, but uh, it definitely, most definitely is a lot for me. Um, <laughs> I, 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 when I started doing this, I didn't think, um, I didn't think I would reach this many episodes. I didn't think I'll have uh, as many of you wanting to listen to my story as I've uh, gotten so far. I'm very humbled and I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, I certainly appreciate it. Please subscribe to the podcast, share the podcast, like the podcast, and um, let me know what you think. And uh, let me know which episodes are speaking to you the most. I thank you once again for your support. I wouldn't be able to do this if you are not out there listening. And uh, the support has been tremendous. I've had a lot of people uh, from all over the world uh, listening to this, and I greatly appreciate it. So um, thank you once again. I was uh, reading somewhere, and I ran into something that I thought I'd share with you. And it said, Open quote, a smooth sea never made a skilled sailor. A smooth sea never made a smooth sailor. Close quotes. Now what that meant to me is exactly the period that I'm in right now. As I continue to tell you my story. If the sea is not choppy, if the weather is calm, if the sea is not rough and challenging, then you don't become a skilled sailor now, do you? That is exactly what is happening right now. As you might remember from the last couple of episodes, moved shop, faced uh, some challenges. And here we are setting up shop at a new place. It is interesting because or maybe I, I should actually use another quote that I, I, I came across somewhere. It says, a flower does not dream of a bee. It blossoms and the bees come. So what I've done up until now is that I've been preparing myself for what's to come. I've been trying to get better every single day. I've been trying to do things above board every single time. I've been trying to leave a footprint everywhere I go. I've been trying to build a business, build a reputation everywhere I go with everything I do. Now, don't get me wrong. You will find one or two people that probably don't like me, but you'll never find anybody that is going to say he's not a man of his word you will never find anybody that is going to say he's not a straight shooter. You're never going to find anybody that is going to say he's not on the up and up. As sketchy as things might get in our business and as uh, challenging as they might get, the one thing I've always done and I've continued to do throughout my career is to stay above board, is to be a person of integrity is to make sure that no matter what anybody says, those things, your integrity 
or my integrity and my character will never come to question. My personality, on the other hand, well, that's a question of interpretation, isn't it? You might just like how I put things across, you might not. Great many years ago, I heard another saying. Well, I'm full of sayings today, aren't I? Anyway, a great many years ago, uh, I don't even know if it was a saying or was it a commercial. People can say whatever that they want about you, but they cannot make you what you're not. I don't know. Maybe that was a commercial or a, some quote or something from somewhere years and years ago. But that holds so true. That holds so true because it's very important for you to be able to be known for something, to live a footprint. And that's what I've always tried to do. So now, because I've lived that way, because I've conducted that way myself that way in business, I no longer have to run around searching for an opportunity. I no longer have to run around searching for a job. I'm now fortunate enough to be able to say, hey, I'm in the market, I'm looking for a job. And because of that reputation, people call. Hey, there's this opportunity over there. Would you be interested in talking to them? Ah, no, I don't think I want to be in that particular area. I want to work for that particular company or I want to be involved in that particular brand, whatever the case might be. The only reason why I'm able to do that is because of what I've worked so hard to develop, what I've worked so hard to become, a person of integrity, a person who people can count on to do the job and do the job the right way, a person who's not going to be swayed by the pressures of the business, who's not going to be pushed to doing the wrong thing, a person who somebody wants to do business with. Anyway, so exactly that is what happens. I get a couple calls and finally I get a call that I think, uh, you know, this is something that I want to get involved in. And there I go, come to this new place and uh, nice people and we start doing our thing. But it's not so much the move that I want us to talk about today or even where I land. But what I want us to talk about today is building that foundation. I want us to talk about building that strong foundation, being that person that is unwavering, that is always going to stand by what they believe in, that is always going to do things the right way. It's not easy sometimes, and it's not popular most of the time. And in some cases, there are times when you're called to be in the gray area. You might even be called to cross the line. And if you succumb to that pressure, there's no end in sight. There's no end in sight. It's trying. It's it's like it's like ripping a, a, a piece of cloth. Once you start the tear, no matter how strong the fabric is, it's very easy to rip it up. But that first tear is the most difficult. In fact, you find tailors. Who, who who want to measure and rip up, uh, pieces of material, the first cut is with the scissors. It's not with their hands, it's with the scissors because the first cut is virtually impossible to do with your bare hands. They need some assistance because it's so difficult, it's so hard, it's so rigid, it's so strong. So that is what you need to keep intact. The strength of that material is what you need to keep intact and make sure that you stay away from the scissors. 
because there's no man or woman that can hold that piece of cloth up in, with two hands and rip it apart. But I guarantee you, even the weakest person you can imagine, once it has been cut, can rip it up from one end to the other because it becomes easier. And same is true with your day-to-day. Same is true with the pressures of the world. You think you're giving in a little bit, or you think you're, you're playing along a little bit, or you think you're pleasing the, the, the masses, you're pleasing uh, the electorate, you're pleasing y- your bosses, or whoever it is. You're, 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 you've got your toes, just your toes, is what you're going to tell yourself. Oh, it's just my toes. Just my toes are over the line in the gray area. It's no big deal. (laughs) It is a big deal. Because what you have done by crossing the line is you have used the scissors or you have let the scissors be used on you to start the rip. Now, where do you stop? Where do you say, hey, that's enough. I'm not going to keep going any further. You're you're already ripped. It's that much easier to keep ripping a little bit at a time before you know it, you're at the end of the other side. So it is important to be true to yourself. It is important to be true to the principles of your profession. It is important for you to be true to the principles of what you're trying to do. Just like they say there's no such thing as being a little bit pregnant. There's no such thing as being a little bit corrupt. There's no such thing as as being a little bit wrong. There's no such thing as being just a little bit gray. I'm just going to step in the gray area just a little bit. I'm just going to do this one thing that is really not supposed to be done, that I'm really not supposed to be doing, just this little thing, just so I can get past this point. And you know what? I, I'm, I'm not going to stay in that gray area. I'm not going to do it all the time. It's just this one time. Well, it only takes one time to get pregnant. It only takes one time to die from an accident. You only need to do it one time. That one time is when you get caught. That one time is when you get into trouble. That one time is when you lose your integrity. That one time is when you lose your whole reputation. You spent the past five, six, seven, eight, ten years building this person, building this reputation of this successful person, and you ruined it all in a day, in a moment, simply because you were just trying to get this one deal or this one thing done. It reminds me of what my old boss used to tell me. He says, Regis, sometimes you make more money by not doing the deal. He, he says his grandfather used to tell him that. You make more money by not doing the deal. And I always used to wonder, what, what the hell does that make? I mean, what, does hell, what, what does that mean is what I used to wonder, you know, when he first told me about this. But when I started thinking about it, it made a whole lot of sense. There are some times we're not doing the deal, whatever deal it is, you're going to benefit more in the long run. Yes, in the short run, you're going to fall short of whatever it is. But by standing your ground, you're going to benefit more in the long run. And this, this, this is in life as well. You standing by 
your belief system and your morals and saying, I'm not going to do this, it won't make you popular. It won't make you the flavor of the month. It won't make your partner happy. But guess what? In the long run, you standing firm for something is going to feed good nutrition to your relationship. Because if you're unwavering about this particular thing, you are also going to be unwavering about certain things in your relationship that matter. Things that everybody else would be tempted to doing, you are going to be able to stand and say no. And your partner is going to know that you have got the will, the confidence, and the ability, and the stamina to say no. You are not afraid of being judged by the whole world as being weak or otherwise for your decision. You're willing to stand alone and say no. You're willing to expose yourself to everybody else. There are 100 people in a room and 99 of them say yes. You are willing because of your morals, because of your belief system. You're willing to be that one person that says, you know what? 99 of you said yes. I'm going to say no. And I'm not going to let you convince me. I'm not going to succumb to pressure. I believe it's no, so it's going to be no. So you can imagine how that fuels your relationship. They might not like you for what you're doing, for the stance that you're taking, but they'll respect you and they'll trust you with certain things because they know. They know that you're a strong character. Somebody who succumbs to to the pressures of the world is like, like a piece of paper that's on the ground. It blows in any direction the wind comes, like a piece of cloth stuck on a tree, like a flag. It blows any direction the wind comes. It comes north, it blows. It comes south, it blows. West, it blows. East, it blows. It doesn't matter. The direction in which it blows is determined by the circumstances, by, by the environment around them. Is that who you are? Is that who you want to be? Is that who you want to be known for? Oh, no. You know what? He's Whatever we pitch, he's going to agree with. Whatever we position, he's going to agree with it. Because he wants to belong so badly. He wants to be part of the team so badly. He wants to be part of the club so badly that he's going to agree to anything. So what am I saying? I'm saying be that one guy in the room that can say no. If it requires a no, don't be afraid of saying no. Stand out if you have to. It's okay. If that's what you believe, stick by that. It brings me to, to, uh, to what, uh, what I heard. I think, I think this was Gary Vee talking. And he, he, he was talking about the importance of keeping your message real. The importance of delivering what you think is important the importance of talking about what you want to talk about, the importance of, of having a business that, that, that you believe in. It's, a, it's your business. It's not everybody else's, right? Now you hear some people that say, oh, you know what, you need to find out what the people want and blah, blah, blah. And then once you, know, once you find out what they want, you deliver what they want. But you're not passionate about what they want. You're passionate about what you want. You're passionate about what you know, what you want to deliver. Right? That's what you're passionate about. So, I mean, examples, so many examples come to mind. 
right? I'm passionate about coffee. Just as, as, as an example, I'm passionate about coffee. I love coffee. And that's what I want to do. I, I, I'm a connoisseur of coffee. You know, I know the medium roast. I know the dark roast. I know the light roast. I know this. I know the flavors. I know this. You know, I can describe coffee in a way that would be tantalizing, that you, you, you'd feel like you want a cup right now. That's what I'm passionate about. But guess what happens when I tell somebody about that? I say, I've got an idea. I've got a business idea. I want, I want to start a coffee house. I'm selling coffee. They're going to look at me and, they will look at me and say, are you crazy? You're never going to make money. You're never going to make money selling coffee. Starbucks has got that market cornered. What are you doing? There's a Starbucks on every corner. That's what they'll tell you. Why don't you start something else? Why don't you start selling shaved ice? There isn't a, a, a shop on every corner that sh sells shaved ice, and people love shaved ice, especially in the summer. You'd make a killing, right? You know what? If you, if you go to the southern part, southern part of, 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 of the United States, you're going to make a killing because summer, you know, summer is, is, is slightly longer than it is upstate. So do shaved ice instead. Don't do this coffee thing. <laughs> Say that to, to Sam Moon, right? They started their coffee well after. I don't know how old the business is, but it can't be that old. But they're almost everywhere too now. Now you've got a choice. Do you want to go to Samoon or do you want to go to Starbucks? They might not, might not be as big as Starbucks yet, but they've made enough of a dent to, to have a following. But I promise you, whoever started the company was passionate about coffee. They didn't do all these things that, oh, you know, go and do this, go and do that, you know, find out whether there's a niche for it, find out whether there's a market for it. If you had done your study, if you had done a case study, you would have convinced yourself that there was no market for another coffee company. And your idea of Sam Moon would have died because you'd have told yourself, I mean, I see 10, 15 cars queuing up in the morning. There's a long line of 10, 15 cars in their drive through waiting for a cup of coffee that they're paying six, seven dollars for. How am I going to break into that market? What should I sell my coffee for to break into that market? A dollar? Should I sell my coffee the same price that McDonald's is selling their coffee? Is that how I break into that market? How am I going to be a gourmet coffee if it's already cornered? Passion. Tenacity. Stubbornness, if you want to call it that. But you believe you can. They were, I promise you, at some point, there must have been 99 people in a room of 100 telling this Sam Moon guy that this was a bad idea. This is a bad idea. You, you're never going to make it. What are you talking about? Just we, where we are sitting right here, there are three or, t or four Starbucks within a two, three mile radius. But he did it anyway because he was passionate, because he believed in what he was doing. I'll give you another example. Those of you who have been uh, um, the southern states, there's a gas company called uh, Bucky's. And what's unique about Bucky's is, is that they are probably, on an average, probably about 60 to 80 pumps of gas. Now, if I remember well, they don't even sell diesel. They just sell gas. 60 pumps of gas. 
and of course they've got the big uh, uh, store that sells everything from hot dogs to chips to beef jerky, you name it. But I'm pretty sure, I'm convinced that when Baki started, somebody sat in a room and said, you are out of your mind. You are going to have 80 fuel pumps on a highway somewhere and build this 10,000 foot, 10,000 square foot store and hope that people are going to fill that store up and buy things and you're going to have all of these 80 pumps working. You'll be lucky if you listen, we've got a we've got a, a, a gas station down the road, a shell gas station down the road. We got another gas station down the road, a 7-Eleven. We got another gas station down the road, a Caltex. Why do you think you're going to have 70 people stopping at your store, at your gas? What's so special about your gas? Gas is going to be the same price. Give or take a penny or two a gallon. You, 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 it's not going to work. But this guy probably said, you know what? It's going to work. And here's why I think it's going to work. And he put his case passionately across. And he did it anyway. And guess what? Bakis is thriving. Thriving. Their stores are packed. They've got donuts. They've got sandwiches. They've got beef jerky. They've got drinks. They've got ice. They've got, you know, little trinkets. They've got everything. They're thriving. And yet down the road, less than 500 feet, there's a 7-Eleven. There's a Shell gas station. There's an Exxon gas station. But people are choosing to stop at Bucky's. Why? Because of what is provided in Bucky's. But the Bucky's person listened to somebody who was telling him there's a Shell gas station, there's 7 Eleven, there's a, uh, a Exxon, there's this, there's that. They wouldn't have never built this humongous gas station with 80 pumps. They would have been talked out of it. So listening to the pressures or succumbing to the pressures of the world is not always a good thing. It's hardly ever a good thing because the way you can see a dream in your mind, the way you can visualize a business in your mind is something that you can hardly ever communicate to somebody else. Sometimes I've heard people say the best way to kill a good idea is to tell it to somebody because the way it is put in your heart and your spirit is in a way that you are never able to effectively communicate it to paint the picture completely of how it works is difficult, sometimes impossible. That's why people who steal business ideas, nine times out of 10, they fail because they don't have the complete vision. I can only write down so much if I'm writing down a business plan. There's nuances, there's the, the passion and the, the, everything that goes with it I, I, I'm not able to write down it on, on a piece of paper. So there is nothing more important than being able to be tenacious, be stubborn with what you believe. Stand by your beliefs. Don't waver from what you believe. Don't succumb to the world's pressures. Don't let the world define who you are.
Don't let other people define who you are. The person that you are is determined by you. What you become is determined by you. Don't cross the line for somebody else. Don't go in the gray area for somebody else or for something else. Because believe me, after some time, everybody forgets about you. But you won't forget that you compromised yourself to make a small group of people happy. You compromised who you are. Not worth it. Never worth it. Stand strong. Believe in yourself. And do exactly what it is that you want to do. Not what is expected. You're born alone. You die alone.